Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. So I am currently driving right now to the beach and recording this on my phone in my car. Don't worry, I'm hands-free, it's on my lap, but I really just like had this hit of inspiration of needing to talk about this. So I'm hoping this audio comes out okay and I could actually use it because um, I really, really think this is important for us to talk about. So someone mentioned this to me and asked me this on Instagram and I was like, you know, this is actually a really great topic because it's something that I have really struggled with and I know that most of you probably have experienced something similar as well. So what we're talking about is the mental and emotional burden that comes with having PCOS and if you don't have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, this episode is still for you because it's really just talking about how When we are dealing with symptoms that make us self-conscious, how it really does affect our mental and emotional state. So that's what we are going to dive into. So I'm just going to first start with my specific situation, what I have dealt with personally from my PCOS and how it's really has taken a toll on me mentally and then how I've worked through it. So for me, with my PCOS, I was misdiagnosed for a really long time, so I had no idea that this is what it was and where my symptoms were coming from, I had no clue. So again, maybe you are someone who you don't know if you have PCOS and maybe you're just dealing with symptoms and maybe you have it, maybe you don't. Again, it doesn't matter. I'm just specifically speaking to that right now. So for me, the symptoms that I have experienced with PCOS is facial hair growth, mainly under my chin, on my jawline, down my stomach. Um, I've also experienced tons of migraines and um, I, I did experience a lot of rashes all over my body. There were some points in high school where I had some acne too. It was never really, really bad cystic acne, but it was bad enough where I did go on medication at times. So I dealt with that. Um, tons of digestive issues, like a lot of bloating, chronically bloated for years and years. I experienced um, constipation, really bad gas, like so many d- digestive issues. Um, and then irregular periods from the day I got it. I got it when I was like 15 and a half. And I remember I got it in January and then I didn't see my period again till the end of summer after that. And then after that, it was like every three months, maybe every six months. It was totally random, never any rhyme or reason to it. And then I eventually fully lost it for two years. So those are the symptoms that I experienced with that. And the ones that really affected me mentally were the facial hair growth and the bloating. Those are the ones that really, really messed with me on like a self-conscious level, Um, which of course, if you have experienced this, you totally understand. I will absolutely never forget the first time that I even knew that I had hair on my chin. And unfortunately, I wasn't the one that realized it. It was my ex-boyfriend at the time. I was about 16 and I'll never forget it. I was laying, we were laying on my bed. 
don't worry, nothing inappropriate was happening. We were just laying there talking. And I remember him like going to pull something off of my chin. And he's like, oh, you have a hair there. He's like, but it's not coming off. It's connected. And I was like, what? And I remember shooting up, running into the bathroom and I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, this is a hair under my chin. It was just that one single little hair, which if I knew what it eventually would turn into, I would have been so grateful for just that one little guy. Um, but I was so embarrassed. And I remember immediately taking tweezers, plucking it out and going back and being like, no, it, it must have just been stuck. It, it wasn't, it was must have been an eyelash or something. Obviously totally lied about it. And then ever since that day, I have been so self-conscious of that, of anybody like coming too close or if I like look up that someone's going to see something or if they touch my face, they're going to feel it like so, so, so self-conscious about it. Um, and it got way worse than just that one hair because like I said, I had no idea that I had PCOS. I had no idea where it was coming from. I didn't really talk about it even to my parents. I don't think I even told them about it. I did tell my gynecologist about it, but again, he told me that my blood work was normal. So he never diagnosed me with PCOS. And even if he did, he probably would have just put me on medication, which I probably would have denied anyway. So it really didn't matter. But I would always have tweezers everywhere. I had tweezers in every single pocketbook, in my car, in the bathroom, like always checking morning and night, like making sure, so crazy. And when things started getting really bad was also when my digestive issues were really bad. Um, And that was something that actually made me probably maybe more self-conscious because I was able to get rid of the facial hair by just tweezing it all the time if I wanted to. But the bloating, that was something I really couldn't figure out. That was something that I was like, I'm literally trying everything. I'm eating so healthy, so clean. I've tried every tea cleanse. I've tried every herb under the sun. Like what the frig is going on? I had no idea. And that was something that was really detrimental on my mental health because after everything I ate, I would look like I was six months pregnant. So right now I'm going to the beach and I remember going to the beach and not wanting to even eat lunch there because I knew that my stomach would like protrude out after, or I'd be self-conscious because I would be tweezing the hairs on my stomach and there would be marks from it. If you know, you know, and I was, I was like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't want people to see this. And at the time, one pieces were not really in style like they are now. So I would have to put like cover up on it. It was just a whole thing of the whole slew of symptoms and things I always was thinking about. And because I was always thinking about that, it was always in the back of my head. I would just feel uncomfortable too. When you're self-conscious, you just feel uncomfortable. When you're chronically bloated, your body, you just feel so uncomfortable in your skin. And I'm sure you could connect with that either, whether you can right now or you have in the past. And I, when that happens, we really are not enjoying our time, right? Like I'm not fully, I was not fully enjoying the time with my friends or with my family. I wasn't fully enjoying the beach. I wasn't fully enjoying anything because I was always thinking about how uncomfortable I felt and how self-conscious I was. 
And whether these are your symptoms or not, maybe for your PCOS, it's that you have a lot of acne or that you really, really struggle to maintain a healthy weight. And and those could be the things that you're struggling with. No matter what it is, it does take a mental toll on ourselves. And again, whether you have PCOS or not, maybe you are still struggling with symptoms like this and you feel that self-consciousness. I mean, I just, as women in general, women and men, but feeling self-conscious is so normal because it's kind of like programmed to do it, especially now with social media and where you see these perfectly airbrushed women who have the perfect body. They have not a hair on their body. They have no blemishes. Like everything is perfect. And then you're sitting over here looking at yourself and you're like, what the frig? Like, I don't look like that. Is that, is there something wrong with me? You know, all of that. And of course, like everything that I have done nutritionally and lifestyle wise has made the biggest difference. And this is why I'm so passionate about teaching women how they can heal these symptoms and how you can thrive with PCOS and reverse your PCOS nutritionally with lifestyle and supplementation. And so you don't have to deal with these mentally draining symptoms that we at one point think will just always be there. And I've been there, so I get it if you're in that place, but I'm here to tell you, you won't always be in that place if you are doing what's required to actually manage it naturally. Because even if you've been on medication for it, it doesn't do the trick. It doesn't, if you were on metformin maybe for your insulin resistance, that causes so many gut problems where it's, I don't think I've met someone who's stayed on metformin for a long period of time because of how much it really tears their gut up. Or spironolactone also for your excess facial hair, your high testosterone, but these medications might acutely fix what we think we want it to fix, but it causes other problems in the process. So it just feels so defeating when that's the route that you're taking. And I'm not blaming you for taking that route because, I mean, that's literally the only option that most of the time we're given, but that's why I literally will scream it from the rooftops that there is another way. There's a better way because not only is it getting rid of those symptoms, it's improving your overall health because with PCOS, we are predisposed to heart disease and type 2 diabetes. So managing that by improving your overall health to improve your hormones will then make us less likely and less susceptible to heart disease and to to type 2 diabetes in the future, which is really, really important. So that is what I struggled with. And now I want to go into like how I've really managed that. Obviously, like I said, all the nutrition and lifestyle and supplementation and what I do to manage it daily, day in and day out has, of course, got rid of the symptoms. Like the bloating, obviously once in a while I'll get bloated. If I'm having something that I normally don't have or if I overeat or whatever, or if I'm really, really stressed out and I'm eating super quick, of course I'll get bloated. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I never get bloated because that's just not real, but it's never every single day or after every single meal like it used to be. And for the facial hair growth, for those of you who are experiencing this, I have one piece of news that you're probably not going to love to hear, but I'm always here to give you the real deal. So once a hair follicle is there, it's always going to be there. So that part is kind of shitty because your hair is just eventually going to grow in there. But the speed at which it grows in is way, way, way less. So it's a lot easier to manage. It's not all the time. You don't have to tweeze morning and night. And what's really cool about it is that I'm able to see when my testosterone levels are going higher, when my blood sugar might be imbalanced by 
what I'm doing. So if I'm not getting a lot of sleep, if there's a couple nights in a row where I'm really getting less than like eight or seven hours of sleep or I'm having more sugar than usual, I will notice an uptick in the speed of which my hair will grow back. And that is, you would think I'd get mad about that, but I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing because it's just showing me how much these lifestyle you know, the lifestyle that I've created for myself, how much it really does help get rid of these symptoms because I notice a difference when I'm not as on top of it, which is so freaking amazing. So like I said, that hair follicle will always be there, but once you heal the root cause and you see that the speed of which it's growing in has greatly decreased, that's when you could do things like waxing or laser hair removal because I have tried, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I tried laser hair removal, I think three separate times. It was definitely twice. It may have been three times. I want to say it was three separate occasions where I tried laser hair removal and it did literally absolutely nothing for me because I wasn't healing the root cause. I had no idea what was going on. So it was getting rid of it for a second. And then I still had really high testosterone. I still had mismanaged PCOS. So my body was like, I don't care how much laser hair removal you do. It's still going to keep going back. But once you get it to a place where your PCOS is either reversed or managed or you're thriving with it, because it is more than possible to thrive with PCOS and I will always be the person showing you what's possible for that. You can then do things like waxing or um, laser hair removal and you won't have to maintain it as often. So that's for that. And then of course your digestive issues. I mean, 100% healed. Uh, Healing my gut is like, I, I could talk about gut health all freaking day long, which is why it's a huge pillar in Mind Your Hormones 101, the 12 week group coaching program. That is opening up. We're starting another round in July the very beginning of July. So if you're listening to this before then and you want more details on it, let me know. DM me um, on Instagram at Corinne Angelica because I literally created this program for you if you're specifically listening to this and you're dealing with what we're talking about and you could resonate with this and you're just like, I know that I could be doing a lot more nutritionally and lifestyle-wise that I'm doing right now. And I really want to learn how to because I want to be able to thrive in my life and get rid of these symptoms and not have them run my life. Um, So that's who I really designed it for because another part of the mental and emotional side of this is that I felt super alone. And I know that you can probably connect with this because I thought I was the only person on the planet, the only woman on the planet that was dealing with facial hair growth, the only woman on the planet that had to tweet her lower stomach, the only one on the planet that didn't have a period. I really truly thought that because none of my friends did. Not that I knew of anyway. We didn't talk about it. And social media wasn't what it is right now when I was really going through this. So I had absolutely no idea that this was even a thing. So once I started talking about it and once I started seeing that, oh, there's so many other women that are dealing with this, that's when I was like, okay, I need to be the person that is like bringing other people along with me. Like, hey, you're not alone in this. Let's go through this together. I know you're ambitious. I know you're health conscious. I know you want to figure this out and I know you want to do this naturally without medication. So let me show you the way because I, I mean, it took me years and years and years to figure out what actually works best. And I don't want you to have to go through years of uncomfort, discomfort, and, you know, self-sabotage and being self-conscious and increasing your risk of heart disease and osteoporosis if you're not getting your period, which I did not know I was increasing my risk of that. But I definitely noticed more joint issues and stuff now that, you know, that time has passed, but 
regardless, this is why I created this group coaching program because I want you to, first of all, know that you're not alone, not only by working with me, but by seeing that there's other women who are going through either exactly what you're going through or something similar where you can connect with them and find support and not feel like a freaking alien and like you are the only person on the planet going through this. So anyway, this is why I created the 12-week group coaching program, Mind Your Hormones 101. So I would love, if you're interested, just DM me on Instagram at Angelica. Um, you could also, if you're on my text list, you could text me, Mind Your Hormones 101, and I'd be happy to give you more information about that. But anyway, the other side of this that I was talking about is that you've, you're feeling alone, but I want you to know that you're not alone, okay? And then there's also a self-worth component with this, right? Like we think that, okay, once my facial hair growth goes away, once I'm not bloated, then I'll feel worthy, but that's really not how it goes because you have to know that you are more than your physical body. You have a soul, whatever you believe in, doesn't matter if you believe in God or universe or Buddha or spirit or energy, whatever whatever you believe in, there is something greater than this physical body. We are not just this skin that we're in. And if you've lost somebody close to you and maybe you have felt their, you know, I, this is a totally random story, but just feels like it fits right here. When my grandma passed away uh, four years ago, I think it's four years ago now, we were there when she passed. So we were all in the hospital. We were around her um, when she took her last breath, which sounds like it would be really morbid and hard. It was obviously like the probably the most difficult day of my life, but I was actually really grateful to be there. And it was really interesting to feel like... I felt the energy, her soul, like leave her body. And that could sound really weird, but I really did feel that. And now, you know, I have a few grandparents that have passed now, and I really do feel them around me at certain times. So if you could connect with that, I just wanted to share that. So that is just proof that we are not just this physical body. There's so much more than us. We're co-creating this life. Like we have to believe that it's not just this. So with knowing that, you have to know that you are so much more than just your anxiety or your facial hair growth or your bloating. You, what people love about you is your energy. That's what attracts people to you. And the more that you get in touch with yourself by doing meditation, by by taking time to really state what you are grateful for and what you love about yourself, which I'm going to give you tips on that in a second, you get more in tune with who you truly are as a person. And that doesn't mean that it totally, you know, that the facial hair growth just goes away or the acne goes away or the bloating goes away, but it does mean that you realize that you're so much more than that. So it makes you understand that you're worthy whether or not those symptoms are healed. And coming to that place is really helpful on your journey. And it's not like just tomorrow you're going to wake up and feel worthy. It takes work. It takes a lot of intentionality. Um, For me, the best, the things that helped the most were meditation, um, journaling about it. And also like when I would start nitpicking at myself, when I would be like, I hate this. I'm so, this is so disgusting. I feel so gross. I'm so disgusting. I, I hate this about myself. When I would hear myself say that in my head, I would catch the thought 
and I would forgive myself for it because, you know, be graceful with yourself. And then I would just change the thought and be like, okay, let me find something about myself that I love. And it doesn't have to be anything related to you physically, but it could. You could be like, okay, but I, you know, instead of focusing on the facial hair or the acne or the bloating or the weight loss resistance, you could say, oh, but I really love my hair or I love my smile. I love my eyelashes. I like my nails. I have such a good butt, like whatever it is physically, whatever you like about yourself, your eyes, like there has to be things that you like about yourself. And if you can't think of any right now, I invite you to take time to really think about it because you are worthy of that and you deserve to love yourself. And again, it's not going to happen overnight, but taking the time for when you do notice these things, taking the time to actually switch that thought and then like shift your focus to something that you do love about yourself. And that could be physical or it does not have to be. You could say, I love how, um, generous I am. I love how caring I am. I love how I'm such a good aunt or I'm such a good sister or I'm such a good spouse or I love how kind I am. I love whatever it is, right? Just switch your thought. Have a couple of things on hand that you love about yourself, whether it's physically or personality wise or whatever it is. So you can consciously, when you hear yourself saying something negative about yourself, when you're self-sabotaging, when you're talking like shit to yourself, have something that you could replace it with. And then also think to yourself, would I say this to someone I love? If I knew that one of my best friends or my sister was struggling with this facial hair or this bloating or this acne, would I love them any less? Would I tell them that they're disgusting? Would I tell them that they're not worthy of love? Would I tell them that they're not, uh, they're less of a woman for it? I'm just assuming that you would not, right? So why do we speak like that to ourselves? Because we are the only people that like we're in our head every single day, right? So we have to make sure that we're creating an environment, not just around us, like lifestyle wise, but mentally that's going to support us forever and ever and ever about the the issues you're dealing with now. And then the issues you're going to deal with in the future. So that's, what's been really helpful to me, meditation, journaling, um, switching that thought. So whenever I have like a negative self thought come up, I just switch it and have something on deck that I'm going to say to replace it with. And sometimes I'll put things on uh, post-its and put them on the mirror. So they're like, literally top of mind, especially in the beginning, if you're just starting to do stuff like this. So that is what I would definitely recommend. But, um, yeah, so that was what I wanted to chat with you about today. And there's also a connection real quick. There is a connection between anxiety, depression, and PCOS. So there needs to be a lot more research done on PCOS. I mean, shocker, a woman's reproductive disorder has, doesn't have a lot of research on it. Like wonder why, but there needs to be a lot more research done on it, but there are connections between anxiety, depression, and PCOS. We know that it of course comes from the symptoms that we deal with, but then on a more like internal level, we also, most of us struggle with gut issues with PCOS and our gut and our brain are directly connected via the vagus nerve. So it is when our gut is inflamed or when we have more bad bacteria than good bacteria in our gut, it is going to affect our mood. It is going to cause more anxiety because also about 90% of our serotonin levels are produced in our gut. So because of that, it is going to cause more anxiety. So just to know that there is a connection and that you, you know, if you are dealing with that and you do have PCOS, that there is a connection with that. So 
with all that being said, um, depending on when you're listening to this, on Thursday, June 24th, I am hosting a totally free webinar, Understanding Your Period, Amplify Your Health, because I truly believe that if we don't understand our period, if we don't know what it's telling us, if we don't understand that it is a direct reflection of our health and that the differences that we see in it, the fluctuations that we notice in it, if we don't know what it's actually telling us, then we are disempowered because we need to know what's actually going on in our bodies so we can be the most empowered version of ourselves, so we can actually understand how we can heal ourselves naturally. And that's exactly what I'm teaching you in this webinar. Again, it's going to be Thursday, June 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you can't make it live, the recording will be emailed to you. But if you can make it live, I'm going to be giving you a free gift, a free video series at the end of the webinar, and then also an exclusive offer. If you are interested in Mind Your Hormones 101, I am doing an exclusive offer at the end of the webinar. So the information is in the show notes. If you want to join, I can't wait to see you there and connect more with you. I'm so grateful for you and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.